What's Bruin ATX? I'm Jonathan Ratcliffe, and as always, joined by my wonderful co-hosts, Greg Carlson and Ian Grossman. Howdy. Of course, we appreciate you joining us today from wherever you are tuning in. This week, we will be interviewing the host of the Buzzer podcast, one of the hosts, Sean Richards. The Buzzer is a podcast helping baby boomers navigate the pangs of online dating and occasionally offering tips of gardening and lawn maintenance. Also, it's a comedy podcast that covers the latest in pop culture. (laughs) Remember, this is your one-stop shop for all things ATX, from tips on the food and beverage scene to developments in the real estate world to interviews with local small businesses and those making a huge impact in our community. And of course, we feature a local beer, wine, or spirit each week so that you can get your little taste of what Austin has to offer. As always, be sure to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts for those of you losers who are on that. Five-star rating is much appreciated. Let us know if you have any suggestion on <laughs> suggestions on topics or guests that may be perfect for the show. And be sure to stick around for this week's Weekly Brew, where we talk about why dog owners in Austin will no longer need to dread taking their pups to the dog park in the dead heat of the summer. You guys will love this, Austinites. That wets my whistle. And of course, before we get started, let's introduce what we're drinking today, Greg. Well, today, Jonathan, we're sitting on Argus Cidery. Oh! Oh, (laughs) sorry. Prematurely popped. I couldn't wait. I couldn't wait. I've been looking at this can. I just had to do it. The God. Apple Bomb. Can you, can you say it? Apple Bomb. The Apple Bomb. Good Bomb. job. <laughs> Located at 12345 Halls Valley Road in southwest Austin, the cidery was founded in 2010. After the owners couldn't find their favorite dry, effervescent ciders in the area, <laughs> their goal is to completely change the way people thought about American hard ciders and how they should taste. So originally making their ciders with Texas-grown apples, they learned how to utilize fruits they love and turn them into ciders and fruit fermentables, which are distinctly dry. Is it dry? It's pretty good. It's not that dry, actually. I think it's... Well, we'll get into that in a minute. Bright. Feels damp. Is it bright? It's pretty bright. An overall exciting experience from start to finish. For sure. 12 original ciders to choose from. You're sure to find the perfect one for you. Argus Cidery takes pride in their never pasteurized or back sweetened fermentable collection, which includes six uniquely dry tart and 100% fruit creations with Ciderkin and Ginger Perry being available year round. Gosh. Man. Yeah. yeah. Well, this That's a lot to take in. This one cidery. Fruity and bold. Wow. Unreal Ciderkin. What in the... Is that like pumpkin and bump cider? <laughs> no let's, clue. Let's give it a sip, Sean. Oh, I, I, I am ready. Greg, when's the best time to check out good I'm old ready. Argus Cider? Mm. Well, if you swing on by between on Saturdays and Sundays between one and six, you can be the first to try experimental cider batches and other limited uh, edition fermentable hmm. releases. Nice. Yeah, definitely check it out Saturday, Sunday between one and six. I apologize for prematurely opening that. I couldn't wait. 
That I is crisp. Have patience. Wow. Are you are you a, a cider drinker? Sean? You know what? I appreciate a cider from from time to time. And let me tell you something about the fine folks at Argus. Yeah, they got it right. They got it right on this one. This good. I am loving this. Yeah, I think bomb. it's a great summer beverage. Yeah, um, it doesn't feel too heavy to me, and it feels like it's just got the right amount of sweetness. Like this is a good dessert drink. For sure. Dessert. Yeah. Dessert to the whiskey that we just drank. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Washing that down. Yeah. <laughs> if we're a little loopy today, you know, it's because yeah. we've been drinking whiskey. Mm. Well, wow. we're going to obviously like sip on this and hear a little bit about you. So as Jonathan mentioned, yeah. we've got Sean Richards, who is the co-host of the Buzzer podcast. Um, his co-host, JD, had to dip out early, but we actually did something cool today. We had a special little collaboration. That was so fun. Make we, sure to check out their podcast. Yeah, make sure to check it out. We They just featured us on theirs, had us as guests. It is a great time. If you just listen while you're driving, I mean, great entertainment. They talk pop culture. He'll, he'll talk Sean, more tell about us what, what they, tell us what you, what they tell did. Tell us what to expect. First of all, checks in the mail. Second of all, <laughs> all those kind things you just said were just, you're, you're too kind. I appreciate that. You're blushing. And, and I am, and I'm bald, so like my head turns red. So it's a whole thing. I turn a redhead real quick. He's been wearing a hat all day. I didn't realize you were You're wearing a hat all day. Jonathan, the, the, the scales are falling off your eyes now, man. I am <laughs> bald. First of all, though, let me say this, Jonathan. I, I appreciate that you finally, someone got the essence of the buzzer right. We are a horticulture podcast at our core. We want to help elderly people dating, and we want to get that lawn maintenance out there. And I appreciate you guys finally saying it like it is. People just think that we're a pop culture comedy podcast. We're so much more than that. So much more. So much more. But in any event, we uh, JD is my co-host, and we started the, the podcast, ironically, to be a sports-related opportunity for us to crack jokes and drink whiskey. And the jokes and whiskey part has stayed. Sadly, the sports part got canned because we quickly realized about 65 to 70% of our demographic of listeners are ladies who are not necessarily sports fans. And what they want to hear is us talk about The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Or they want to hear what's going on in the world of pop culture, whether it's something Kylie Jenner related or Kim Kardashian or Game of Thrones. And so... JD and I, who are not as savvy in this world, I think this chick has been a couple of dudes who are real bros trying to tackle things that women care about in yeah. in a very uneducated way. You and adapted to the market. That's what it's yeah. all about. That's us. That's the buzzer in a nutshell, really. <laughs> you must evolve. So, so you're a reputable podcast, and that's why I appreciate being here. Like, I feel so much like high, more highbrow and fancy. I should sit up for this because I mean, you guys <laughs> drink with your pinky up. Oh man, I'm drinking with the pinky up. <laughs> well, you can you you gave us a quick glimpse in, inside the Buzzer Podcast, mm. but um, you didn't really. We don't know about you and why we. You kind of said why you started, but what's the what's your background like? Where no one, not everyone, just starts a a, a comedy podcast, you know? Mm. So tell us a little bit about you and yeah. the backstory. Well, much like the plot of HBO's Barry, I am a hitman who decided he didn't want to do that anymore and got discovered a love of acting and theater and specifically improv. Um, then years later, through improv background, which that part is actually true, I kind of realized like I love cracking jokes. I really do. It's honestly one of my top 
three favorite things to do every day, along with like eat and like talk to people, which kind of satisfies. I mean, you can do all three at the same time sometimes oh, yeah. if you're really ambitious. And um, I don't know, like JD and I have been pals since college. We were roommates for a little while, and uh, we've always thought of ourselves as funny. And we're like, maybe this translates. And if nothing else, it's an excuse for us to get together. Am I allowed to cuss on this? this Absolutely. Podcast? Okay. The worst words. Well, darn it. We just love it all to heck. And, <laughs> you know, that's really where we're at. And so uh, JD and I just uh, have had a lot of fun with our producer, Jim, who uh, oversees Sparrow Labs in, in the, the behind the scenes of the buzzer. And we were all pals from, from way back when. So it's been, a, it's been a good excuse for the camaraderie. Uh, it's also kind of just scratches an itch of knowing what's going on in this world. And I don't know. It's, it's, if nothing else, like I learn something new every week. It's usually vapid and trivial knowledge, but I learn something. Yeah. And it's been a great way to meet other people. In the, much like y'all's show, I mean, you're meeting really cool people in the Austin area doing awesome stuff. And we've gotten a little bit of that, and we've gotten some former athletes and, and, and some, some like artists and, and, and influencers and, and all this stuff. And so it's, it's, a, it's a wide breadth. And so I, I've enjoyed it for sure. And that's one thing we – I don't think we mentioned that you guys are local. Like that's why this is all happening. Yeah. You guys are in Austin recording here. So We're at a house great. off East Airport Boulevard. Yeah. Or recording studio. We are. Yeah. We really are. But like you guys, I'm I'm a big fan of y'all's show for a lot of reasons. One, I've known Greg for a little while now, and Greg Greg's my boy, and that's been awesome. But two, like you guys have just such a good pulse on the city, and I mean, you guys are Austinites. You've been here. You know what's going on, and something that the buzzer doesn't have the capacity to do, or at least hasn't been set up to do, is really understand what's going on in ATX, which we live in the dopest city, yes. not just in Texas, but I would dare contest, uh, contest in the States. And I think like people need to know that the zeitgeist of Austin's culture is paramount to the zeitgeist of most people's culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you guys are at the forefront of that charge, and to which I salute you, gentlemen. Appreciate uh, it. Now I'm blushing, so forefront. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey-oh>. <laughs> yeah. Like but yeah. Anyways, I appreciate you guys slumming it up with me and bringing me on this show. <laughs> absolutely, We're absolutely. Comfortable. These are nice chairs. That's oh, great. Yeah. So, what's your overall initiative with the podcast, and what type of local impact are you looking to make, if any? Local or big picture, I guess now. Yeah, um, you know, that is a great question. I think the 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 simple answer is I, I hope I, I really do hope that for the hour, sometimes an hour and 15 minutes that people are listening to our show, I hope it's entertaining. And I hope that people have a good time and, you know, crack a smile, ha- have a few laughs, and escape the, the doldrums of their day. You know, I hope that if we're getting someone through a rough day of traffic, I think we've done our job. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's a win for us, right? Yeah. Uh, and so that's, I think that's, that's baseline. JD and I just, like, I, I find so much joy in making people laugh. I, I think there's nothing more contagious than the sound of a laugh. And I, I seek it. I, I have an unhealthy addiction with, with the sound of laughter. And so that, and which is unfortunate that I'm in a pod, podcast. It's a one way medium. So I can't actually hear where people are at, but I'd like to think that they're, they're cracking up, sure, yeah. cracking up at home. Um, so that, that's number one, uh, two, I like selfishly. I love, the connections it makes. I love that I'm able to network and meet people. Like if nothing else, it's a great excuse to expand your 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 uh, horizons there and get people that you normally wouldn't have an excuse to talk to. Because like, hey, do you want to come on the show? And people are like, 
yeah, sure, I'll come throw you a bone. And then the beauty of drinking whiskey together is it lowers that, that inhibition and that sense of, of nervousness about re- meeting new people. And so by the end of it, we're all cracking up and having a great time. Yep. And then you just made a new friend. And so, like, hot damn, it's just a unifying event. Win-win. Win-win. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Loving it. So, all right, we talked about passing the baton in, uh, in your in your show with Mr. Harrison Ford. And the, <laughs> um, well, if someone were to pass you the baton, right, who would you take it from? Who's your influencers? Mm. And who you know who do you kind of think about when it comes to, to comedy and humor? Gosh, I love that question. Yeah, uh, appreciate that. Uh, so, in terms of like, I, I feel like as a as a comic, and and I don't want to dare like pretend that I am on the same wavelength as a lot of these guys who are doing stand up and, and really like in their in the trenches of, of comedy. I'm much more of the I've always thought of myself more as the Jimmy Fallon type of I, I play to the audience. Yeah. And I, I, I rarely think that I'm the funniest person in a room. But I think that I can win over the room. And that, that is a big motivator for me. It's like I want everyone to have a good time. And if I'm doing that, it doesn't matter if every joke landed. As long as they feel like they're in on the joke, mm-hmm. then that's 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 success. Um, yeah. And so as far as though, like that being said, I do kind of have a it, – it's fun being on y'all show. I've never been like – the like interview like this on a podcast, so this is fun being in this side of it because like, I'm normally doing what y'all are doing a little bit, yeah. uh, and and that's where I'm much more that Tonight Show host, right? Where it's like I want to make sure everyone is laughing, and that I, it, honestly, the goal of that for JD and I is not to be the funniest one on the show. Like we're trying to make sure that our guests are funnier. Showcase the guests exactly. Okay. That's why it, you invited Greg, right? Well, I mean, Greg is just naturally way funnier than me, so it works out <laughs> quite quite well, and. <laughs> His face right now. I love it. I love it. And uh, no, it's and it's so that that part's fun. But I will say this though: whenever it depends, I feel like there's a couple different comedy personas that I take on. One is the host. One is kind of just the the arrogant idiot. Like it's intentionally like a caricature that like I'll try to go in a situation if I'm more on one of these shows and just say a bunch of outlandish statements yeah. that are clearly false and fabricated, yeah. and then just say it without cracking a smile and just see who's who's in on the joke. And that in of itself is a really fun game. And so, yeah. and that guy kind of got that from Will Ferrell, another comedy uh, hero of mine. Oh, yeah. That Will Ferrell doesn't break character, and he plays he everything really big. And he plays it as though like he knows everything, but you know that he knows nothing. And it's so brilliant, it's so smart, and it's the kind of comedy I aspire for. Also, I have a little bit of a Tom Sawyer complex that I do things just for the sake of a story. And I will literally just do things so that I have a story to tell. So that's kind of what inspires me. Tom, who's Tom Sawyer? Huckleberry Tom Sawyer. Finn, Tom Sawyer. Oh, oh, that Tom Sawyer. Okay. Yeah. They would literally go on these adventures just to say they went on these adventures. Okay. So do you do you document this anywhere? Like, do you have a YouTube or Instagram that you, like, go look at Sean on, on this where we can watch your stuff? Or do we just have to follow you around? Yeah. I mean, uh, Instagram is a real easy way. I, I try to – like, my Instagram stories, I try not to be like, look at this taco I'm eating. It's so good and gluten-free and, yeah. like – like I'm great paleo um, no it's but like I try to I do try to play into like the character roles a little bit and whenever I'm on Instagram TV I try to or Instagram stories um, so at Sean Richards music I should mention I'm also a songwriter uh, so that's that's a real passion of mine uh, is comedy songwriting 
and then like sales pays the bills, so that's that's where the, the dust falls. But okay. are you say again at Sean Richards. Sean Richards Music. Um, Sean S E A N. Um, scene Richards Music. And uh, I actually had an Uber ride this past summer in San Francisco, and the Uber driver kept calling me uh, Scene, and I didn't have the heart to correct him until the end of it. And I was like, Sir, I'm so sorry. It's pronounced Seon. And, <laughs> and uh, to this day, I'm sure he's going around calling Sean Seon, and I kind of love it. Perfect. Five well, stars? Or? Oh, he got a five-star rating for sure. I got a one-star rating, but that's deserved. So, uh, yeah, You guys got to check out Sean's uh, the Instagram stories. So and this sure is a perfect segue to my next question. What are the chances that you could play us a quick song? I'd love to. We've got... Oh. I see... There's guitars, There's five guitars. guitars in this room. Uh, I'd be happy to. Uh, uh, guitars, we've got a drum oh, set. Man, wow. This is going to be awesome. So Sean is going Shoot. to play he's, us. He's getting, uh, he's getting a guitar right now. So just... Greg, what should I play? Oh, right. my gosh. What's that one that you were playing a couple weeks ago? Have you ever heard of the song Shallow? Tear me something, girl. So, speak fun, fun fact about yeah. Shallow. Yeah. Um, I heard this. But I'm not oh. saying... Don't, oh, yeah. The reason I said that is because I heard the... <laughs> yeah, your love for the show. So, I I, I recently uh, came out with an EP. Um, shout out Spotify, iTunes, anywhere you can stream music. It's called um, what is it called, Greg? Oh, it's called Homestead. Homestead. And uh, anyways, I did an album release party uh, here. We're actually we're recording, and we did it out in this backyard. And it was great. It was a beautiful night, and like we had like you know eighty people out there, and it was a campfire, and it was a lot of fun. And I uh, so. It looks stage, and I'll let you know by exclusive what's brewing ATX. It was not. St- it was totally staged. It was totally. Staged. Yeah, yeah. It was 100% staged. Uh, my buddy JT was like, I was like, what should I play next? And he's like, Blue Shallow. And he played off like he was drunk and being a fool and little benounced to the audience that was the plan. And, and I was like, JT, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to be pedantic and be all like... I'm not gonna be like, tell me something, girl. And then, like, I kept, I kept going through the whole through song the and playing through everything. And uh, by the end of it, like, I, pl- I played through all of Shallow and I had a girl singing up there with me. And she's like, she's not gonna be like, tell me something, boy. Like, and then we played the whole song at the end of it. It's like, it's not happening, JT. Let it go. And <laughs> I played the whole song. So, a little tongue in cheek there. Um, Greg, I'm gonna play a song called Magic. All right. That's all right. Fun fact, guys. I so Sean lives up the road from here, and I go. I just pop in from time to time, and I'll see him practicing his guitar. And be like, "Great, I'm working on a new song. What do you think about this?" And it's man, it's always. I just I have a loss for fire. It's so good. So I'm about to hear some good stuff. Bring the magic. Yep. Bring on the magic. What's the name of this one? This is magic. magic. Um, oh, hopefully, it works out in the audio. Um, We'll see what happens. If yeah. not, y'all can always cut it out. Okay. And then just put like a you know, like a Bruce Springsteen song or something. Or shallow. Or shallow. Damn it's something, Sean. Alright. This is magic. I think that I'm spell. Through wishing water and fell in the well. No tricks up my sleeve, no secret to death. 
through wishing the water Amazing. Thanks, guys. Thank you, thank you. So we have pop culture educated. We have podcast co-host legend. Oh man. And we have a wonderful musician. I mean, that was that was awesome. Greg, Greg had this smirk the whole time. He's just like. Y'all are too kind. That was awesome. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. Not gonna lie, I wasn't expecting this. And you, you almost like. He like goes into the zone, right? Oh yeah. You like <laughs> you go into your own Fergie little bubble. And Jesus and <laughs> just had a baby. They had a baby. And now I see why Greg's going to music lessons. Yeah, dude, Greg's the full package. Though. Like, I mean, you guys are all good looking guys. Greg, good looking. He's got the style. If he puts an instrument in his hand, my goodness, women of Austin, you're done. Like, you just can't. <laughs> you can't contest contest with that. I learned early on. I was like, well, I'm a little bit shorter than the average bear. I'm a little balder and, and less pigment than the average bear. And therefore, I should probably like pick up an instrument or something and you know, counteract this what goofballness. What age was uh, I started writing songs. I picked up a guitar at 15 or 16. Wow. I wrote, started writing quickly after that. First, probably about 100 songs I wrote were absolute garbage. And it wasn't until about maybe two, two and a half years ago where I felt like, okay, I at least now know what my voice is, and whether or not it's something that people want to hear, that, that, that's a different story, yeah, but want to hear I'm a, uh, that's kind of you to say. I, I, I appreciate it. I wasn't digging, but I appreciate that. And I, I will say that like, I, at least now I feel like I'm writing something that is honest about where I'm at, and so as much as I love making people laugh, there is another side to, to my personality that I, I enjoy connecting with people, and, and hopefully somehow it's through an auditory medium, whether through podcasts or through music, and, mm-hmm. and that kind of led to the songwriting as well. No, there's this documentary that Ed Sheeran just put out. I don't know if you saw it. I haven't seen it, but I've been meaning to. It's a hundred percent must watch if you if you're into music because the way he came up with so many songs that are like huge hits, it documents his songwriting process. And in one of the the parts, it was him visiting his old high school, and he's standing there in front of a bunch of high school music students. Wow! And he said, "You need to be writing a song a day." And they're totally. all going to be shit. Totally. You need to get them out of your system. Right. And then you'll, one day you'll start catching on and, and you'll gain momentum. You'll start writing stuff that people actually want to hear. And so it true. sounds like that's exactly what you did. I think that's just a good lesson in life in general. Like I imagine no matter what you love, no matter what comes even naturally to you, there's still a lot of cobwebs to work out in that. Like even the real estate game, right? Like, like you guys are great at it. But I imagine like those first few years, those, those first few months starting out, like, there was a lot of just trial and error and getting through stuff and figuring out what worked for you. And, you know, I think like no matter what comes easy to you, it's never easy to, to take it seriously. And, you know, I, like, I think feel this way about like, running our podcast, the buzzer. Like I listened to some of those earlier episodes and like, it's embarrassing. Like I hear my voice. I'm like, that was rough. And like, and even now, it's like, okay, we're just kind of getting a rhythm. And I know that a year from now, we're going to listen back and be like, oh, my gosh, J.D., what were we thinking? Yeah. You know. It's part of it, though. It's part of the process, yeah. So what do you say to somebody who has purchased a guitar, got an acoustic guitar, purchased sure. it a year ago? I've been wanting to, to learn, did some yeah. YouTubing, and then just kind of just stopped. And I don't have, like, that influence around me. That, what do you say to somebody who's wanting to get into just learning from square one 
Yeah, there's there's a couple tips I think go a long way. At, at the end of the day, I think it needs to be for yourself more than anything. You know, like and and I, I say that tongue in cheek to some extent because, I mean, let's be honest. I picked up a guitar because I was I had, like my first crush in high school, and I was like, I want to win her over, Megan Marvin. And like I was like, I'm gonna win Megan over. And I learned this song by Matt Nathanson. It was a real cheesy song. And that's how I got my first kiss, and it was great. And like that was that was a, a magic moment there. But then like through that, I realized like, oh, I actually really love the process of figuring out the mechanics of the song and learning how to put my voice on this and make it my own. And so then it became more about like an intrinsic motivation of I'm not the most emotionally expressive person. And, and I'm, I've been watching Brene Brown, I've been reading her books, I'm trying to learn how to be vulnerable and, and get there and do all that stuff. <laughs> but music has been a cathartic outlet for me that I'm able to at least maybe get some of these thoughts up here into another medium, which I think is important. That everyone needs that to, in some capacity or another. And, and maybe that's not communicated in ver- verbally, but you need something that helps you express yourself, and that's what's great about the arts. And so the guitar, I'd say... First of all, do not be discouraged. It takes it takes about three to six months before you see a, a, a return on investment. Oh, that's that. a lot better than I thought, to be honest with you. It, guitar is way easier than I think the most instruments. Like piano, that one's going to take time. Like you know, it, but once the beauty of guitar is once you get the basic, it, it's kind of like patting your head and rubbing your stomach at the same time. Yeah. Like once you get the basic rhythm and being able to like sing along and, and kind of play with that, then you, you start being able to open up to, to rhythm in general. And like any stringed instrument that's strumming, I think comes a lot more naturally. So what I would do is literally I would watch SportsCenter on like I'd have the volume on there and I would palm mute the strings on my guitar and just practice like strumming patterns and just rhythm like and like I'd have a metronome clicking in the background or something. You always had your guitar in your hand. Yeah, I would like little like my my parents hated it in high school because it's like over here like yeah. like doing that whole thing. But that helped give me the the basic rhythm, and I would play along the songs that I liked, sure. and I would try to emulate those while I was hearing that, and get the timbre, and figure out what my voice was, and the strum patterns, and all that. And over time, it became a little more shorthand. And and the reality is, for as long as I've been playing, I'm not nearly as good as I should be. But my goal was not to be like a lead guitarist; it was just to be a songwriter. And so I just need to be able to strum good enough. And I have band like guys around me that make me sound way better than I am. And like they're the the true musicians that like I'm just the meat and potato like I just like have the skeleton here that's it they're the actual like garnish and flavor and everything of the, of the music that makes it like my buddy Derek produced all my music and he is just the most phenomenal musician I know and producer I know he makes me sound good I do not he does and that's like I I stand by, you're only as good as your sound guy but. In your particular case, I, I, you've gone on a tangent here, but I think oh, it's just sorry. figure out what you're passionate about, why, the, why this brings you joy, and focus on that. And start with the songs that you like. Start with the songs say. you like. Cool. Totally. Well, and most of them are easy. Like, the ones that you, mm-hmm. you want to portray. Kyle. Totally. Especially if you want to go on the country pop route, it's the same four chords more often than not. Sure. Like, just you know, learn those, like your basic G. And the beautiful thing about guitar is like you slap a capo on there, you can play any key. And so it's like you know, G, E minor, C, D. You're you're set. Maybe throw an A minor in there from time to time, just to sound like dark and edgy, and you're good. You got that, kids? Mm. No. Lessons coming soon with Sean. Sorry, I've been talking real fast and a lot. <laughs> yeah. I'm just amped. Yeah, obviously, you're passionate about it. It's all good. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna fire it up here. Play a little game. We're gonna throw a little curveball. We'll play a little game here. Ooh, I like games. Yeah, yeah. yeah take take it away, will you? We're going to 
Test your Austin knowledge. Oh, you're an wow. Austinite, South Austin. I am. Uh, Hollow. Yeah, born and raised. Like, but this is this is nerve wracking because I feel like my like my cred is on the line right it now. Is, yeah. Dude. So, okay. yeah. what's brewing ATX? We're local, so we got to see what you know about the city you grew up in. Okay. So, first question: Which of the following movies was filmed in Austin? And I know you're thinking, Days of Confused, Days of Confused. Please say Days of Confused. <laughs> A, The Sandlot, B, Office Space, C, Mission Impossible, D, Billy Madison. So fun fact, Office Space was not only filmed in Austin, but also Dallas. And so uh, a lot of the um, out towards Pflugerville, where most of the big businesses are, like, the, I mean, Apple's going to build out their campus out there, but, yep. like, you know, Dell's got a campus out there and all those types. A lot of those buildings were used as location for Office Space. But they also s- split a lot of the shots in Dallas. But some of those highway scenes... And so those like uh, intertrode scenes are going to be actually in Austin. So is that your final answer? That's my final answer. That is correct. Uh, and correct. And went further, further than. Uh, I love Office Space. It's one of my all-time that. favorite movies. There you go. Top ten. One for one. Question two: Which of the following was the reason for Matthew McConaughey's 1999 arrest in Austin? A. He was dancing naked and playing the bongo drums. B. He was harassing an usher at the UT football game. C, he was throwing up outside a bar on Dirty Six. Or D, he was caught purchasing beer for underage UT students. Ooh, this is a good one. I think A is a misdirect. Um, I mean, the, the Bongo's weed story is, is a popular one. And if that is the answer, I'm going to feel silly about this. But I feel like that's a red herring. Um, I also don't think McConaughey is the, would harass the usher at a UT game. Because, let's be honest, he's on the sideline. But it was 1999. I'm going to go... I don't think you'd buy it my... What was C again? He was C was... Outside of bar on Dirty Six Street. That feels too generic, too. D was he, he was caught purchasing beer for underage UT students. This is a good one. I, like, I want it... Like, conventional wisdom would say bongos, but just to... I'm, you know what? I'm going to say C. Should have gone with your heart. It was the bongos. Dang it. Hey. It was the bongos. I overthought it. I overthought it. Conventional wisdom. That's the way to go. I mean, I knew that was the, the stick. I just thought that was like just a fun anecdote. I didn't realize like he was actually like arrested for that. But I should know better. Shame on me. Shame. Austin City Limits Music Festival. Mm. Which year did it start? Oh, man. A. Because it used to be Aquafest. 1998. Okay. B. 2005, C, 2002, D, 2000. So you got 98, 2005, 2002, 2002. It's either 02 or 2000. Um, I know it was early 2000s when it happened because it was Aquafest for a long time when they put on by AT&T. Um, and then they rebranded. I think... I want to say it was 2002, but I would not be surprised if it was 2000. I think it's 2002. That's my final answer. Ding, ding, ding. Nice. Got it. Nice. I like the way you're reasoning through these. You're, you're working through it well. Thank you. Thank you. All right. I'm disappointed with the McConaughey bongos, but whatever. Yeah. Move on. Fourth question. Leslie Cochran, a former three-time Austin mm-hmm. mayoral candidate, sure. is best known for what? Mm-hmm. A, teaching acro yoga at Barton Springs Pool. Mm-hmm. B, 
being a homeless cross-dresser, mm-hmm. C, coining the phrase, keep Austin weird, or D, creating the I love you so much sign on South Congress? Well, those are all things that I think Leslie is capable was capable of in, in his heyday. Uh, I think that the simple answer here is B, the cross-dress, the beloved cross-dressing got it, got icon. It, got it. Ding, ding, ding. Thank you, thank you. Whatever. Too easy. So you know Leslie. Uh, I had met Leslie a couple times in RIP, pour one out for Leslie. And, uh, you know, like the, the days of, uh, there was always a, a punchline, but, a, but like in a familial way, whenever you r- would run for mayor, like, you know, like, uh, like a kinky Friedman, I believe like his, he would run a lot of times in conjunction and his mayoral slogan was, why the hell not? And I adopt that mindset yeah. in a lot of ways. There you go. Uh-huh. All righty. Homeless cross-dressing is in your... Listen, man, uh, you know, I'm a man of the people, and all things to all people. You should be. You know, what are you going to do? Well, speaking of the people. Thank you. And drinking. <laughs> let's test your uh, brewery knowledge here. Okay. This, I don't know. Should be an easy one, I think. We'll see. Which of the following breweries cannot be found in East Austin? Hmm. Zilker Brewing Company, Last Stand Brewing, Blue Owl Brewing. Hops and Grains Brewing. Oh, this is a good one because you weren't going with the east ones I thought you would go with. You did with Zilker. Zilker's definitely on the east side. Uh, last in. Blue Owl. What was the other one? Hops and Grains. Hops and Grains. Mm. It's tough because I'm, I'm like... All it, of which have been featured on our podcast. And all of which are great for the record. Uh, and this is where my knowledge of Dripping Springs and Austin's bleeding over. Uh, as far as the east side goes, uh, I think my just right now I'm gonna say what was the C? Blue Owl. Owl. I'm gonna say Blue Owl. Blue Owl is incorrect, Dang. my friend. Last stand brewery was last, last stand. Last stand right past Shoot. Jester King. Oh, on Fitzhugh Road. Okay. Yep. Everybody and their mom has a brewery over Fitzhugh Road. So yeah, honestly, Dripping Springs is. It really is like the distillery capital and, and brewery capital of Central Texas at this yeah. point. I love it. There's so much good thing, so many good things happening there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just disappointing. Final question. Okay. How did Willie Nelson get the name Booger Red when he was a kid? Ooh, this is tough. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get me on this one, I can tell you right now. <laughs> I'll take, I'll take, I'll give you my most educated guess, though. He took a football to the nose and it bled profusely. B. He punched a bully in the face and gave him a bloody nose. C. He nervously picked his nose until it bled before a performance. D. He took a punch from his big brother Billy and got a bloody nose. So, if I may. Yes, you may. Billy, Willie, or both William. And I, I find it redundant that a parent would name both their kids William. Um, so I'm going to eliminate D. Um, I'm also going to say that I don't think that it is in uh, Willie's M.O. to be to be violent. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and eliminate the the con- the, the as a con- five year old child. As a well, you know, a lot we we we've all been capable of a lot when we were five. The I I find the booger one is is most entertaining, and I w- wish to God that one was the true one. But I'm guessing, I'm guessing football to the face. Come on, you got to go with your gut. 
go with your guy. See? It's C. Oh my gosh. C. Booger to the so, nose. So, background on this. Oh, I love the story. As a five year old, Willie Nelson had his first performance. Okay. And it was a poem. Wow. And as he was sitting waiting to perform the poem, he started picking his, he was so nervous, Whoa. he started picking his nose and it just started bleeding. And he got the nickname. Booger Red. Red. As far as how you get a nickname, that's a damn good story. (laughs) I am like I'm impressed. I'm disappointed myself to not be more Austin knowledgeable. I'm really embarrassed my 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 Austin name here. Um, But that's a great story. Speed round. Speed round. Oh, speed round. Okay. You guys better buckle up your seatbelts because we're for a ride. Okay. Here we go. You're about to hear from a real true Austinite. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen. It's time for the speed round. Hope I, hope I don't let you down. Round. What is your favorite queso in Austin? Man, there's a couple schools of thought on this. Speed uh, round. Speed yeah, round. you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say just because it's it's nostalgic, Kirby queso, it's hard to beat. You Kirby just got to go Cafe. Kirby. Kirby. Kirby, Kirby Lane. Lane. Yeah. Kirby Lane. Yeah. Hot coffee or cold? Oh. Not hot not coffee not or cold brew? I'm all about hot coffee, man. I think that at the end of the day, you can't, you can't degradate the value of, of a warm cup of joe, and there's just so much of that. Whiskey neat or on the rocks? I love it neat, man. There's nothing beats it. We're on the rocks, cheapens it. P. Terry's are in and out. P. Terry's all the way, man. Oh, Austin, man. through and through. You can't beat it. <laughs> toilet paper or baby wipes? Oh, man. Both are great, but toilet paper is the, sta- is the staple. <laughs> Finish the sentence. Barton, Spring, Barton Springs pool is blank. Cold, frigid, refreshing. Love it. <laughs> like that. Best country you've ever visited? Texas. <laughs> the National Beer of Texas, Lone Star. Lone Star, hell yeah. True Detective, season one. Boneless wings or bone in? Bone uh, bone in. You gotta have those bones. 100%. You're stuck in an elevator with one Game of Thrones character. Who do you choose? Oh man, I want to make out with Khaleesi so bad. <laughs> yes. I, I think Daenerys all the way. Breakfast tacos or breakfast burritos? Tacos. So I, not even a question. Knew it. Boom. You're not. Boom, baby. You're definitely a Texan. Someone from Arizona? Oh, those breakfast the breakfast burrito. burrito debate is silly. And listen, like, yeah. I love the fine people. So I'm going to give a little bit of shade, but also a compliment to the fine folks over at uh, uh, Henbit uh, over in Fairground. Love Henbit. You guys should go patron them. They are a great establishment. Kevin, head chef, he's awesome, fantastic. He's going to make you the best food you've ever had. Kevin and I have some ideological differences when it comes to the taco and the burrito. He's from the Southwest. He spent time there. He believes in the burrito. And his burrito is damn good. Do not get me wrong. But nothing's going to beat the taco. And so, Kevin, I love you, pal. But it's all about the breakfast taco. All about the taco. Yeah. It's all about the taco. There you have it. Yeah. But go see Henbit. They're still great. You'll love them. Our first speed round. You killed it. Thanks, man. I'm sorry about the, the, the Willie and the Matthew McConaughey questions. And, uh, no, you know. you know, just follow your gut. That's a perfect question or, you know, reminder for those out there taking those standardized tests. You know, you got to <laughs> think about, you got to think about <laughs> what your, what your answer is going to be. Don't think about it. Just, just go with your gut. Go You're with so it. right. I, I got in my head. I was the worst standardized test taker. Me too. And I say man. it was because I'm never fucking taking one again. Dude, I I agree, man. Like I I got like one time I wrote it uh, in those writing questions mm-hmm. uh, on the essay ones. I literally told a story and like I made up this larger than life. Like the prompt was like describe a good day, and I was like, I'm not gonna do that. 
I'm going to tell you the story of <laughs> where coffee comes from. And then like I, I went on this like diatribe about how like it, I, I discovered coffee and how I harvested beans from all this stuff. And, and like I went on this whole thing at the end. I was like, or like this test, all the story was complete bull crap. And I totally made an A on it. And wow. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, it's just what? because like I went and spin this spun this yarn and you know, you can imagine these people reading these standardized tests, essay responses like crap, crap answer, crap answer. And then like I think one person was like, All right, this kid had at least like the chutzpah to come over here and give me something far fetched and, and entertain me. Therefore I will reward his Great. arrogance. Love that. Oh. There you have it. It is that time. And in honor of the buzzer, we're gonna do this. We're going to do this a little differently. We're going to say, at the same time, we're going to say the weekly brew. Ooh, brew. I'm excited. Okay, ready? Brew, brew, brew? Yes. Three brews? Three times. Three and, okay. and that's Greg's, you know, staple. So, it is that time for the weekly brew, 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 brew. The largest indoor park is coming. Indoor dog park, excuse me, is coming to Austin for all dog lovers. And Everyone in Austin is a dog lover. If you're not, you can just get the hell out. Very great for our city. Canine Commons is a $16 million project designed to fit the needs of dogs, which include training, educating, socializing, and access to quality food and supplies. The facility will be an indoor dog park, coffee shop, and a place to socialize. There's even a dog walking track. An outdoor off-leash space will be available and guests will be will have the opportunity to enroll their dogs in training courses that are included in the memberships and i think it's like 40 bucks a month or something and you can have unlimited training sessions and come in drop in sessions pretty cool and if you're one of those anti-poop scoopers you're in luck staff will be designated to walk around cleaning up after your it's like the rents carlton of dog crap it is is. wow it's like the bouldering park that we have here of for dogs yeah it's pretty cool there's no specific specific opening date or exact location yet. They're they're working on all that. Hope South Austin. Hope South Austin. But this is in the works, um, and I, you can almost expect east or maybe southeast. Who knows? Um, so imagine those hot. You know, it's 105 degrees oh. in the summer. You got to get your dog out. Right. But you have an Australian comments. Shepherd that shouldn't be in Texas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is a place. That's that's exactly right. This is a godsend. This is great. And Greg. What better place to meet to meet a lovely lady that's oh, responsible with a dog? The Bumble Dates. <laughs> the Bumble Dates, Greg. Yeah. Gregory. Where are we going tonight? Uh, yeah. This place dog called park. Canine Commons. Canine Commons. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll see you all over there. Honestly, Greg, that's a great date right there. Sure. Just go, like, borrow someone's pooch and, like, and you know, ask a lady to come join you. And it's like, Boom. Are you good with dogs, Greg? Well, yeah, I am. You I can borrow my dog. He's okay. like my son, so you gotta really be careful. What kind of dog do you have, John? He's he's a Rhodesian Ridgeback and American wow. Bulldog mix. He's amazing. He's I the love best. Ridgebacks. He's 115 pounds. It's a good sized dog. Sometimes 125. <laughs> and uh, he does fart a lot, but he's a Oof, he doesn't a lovable. So dog. do you though, office mate? I don't. Man, you smoked me out last <laughs> couple weeks ago. <laughs> On that, we'll end it on that one. And on that, alrighty, guys. Well, Sean, <laughs> sir, this is wonderful. Oh my gosh, thank y'all so much. I've never had someone play a song on on the podcast, so thank you. I, I appreciate you guys so much. And again, like if, if I haven't stated it, let me state it now. 
you guys are doing something truly, truly wonderful in the city that is Austin, where you're showcasing what makes us great. And in a way that I think not a lot of people can do. You guys got a fun camaraderie. You got a fun back and forth here. You guys are knowledgeable. You know the town geographically as realtors, mm-hmm. uh, but also empathically as human beings. And I appreciate that. So from one Austinite to three others, tip of my cap, thank you for doing what you're doing. Thank you for having me on the show. And like, let's let's please keep this energy going because this has been fantastic. Thank you for We're those do words, it. man. That was awesome. Well, we hope, uh, if you're listening, we hope you enjoyed the collaboration episode. Um, remember to subscribe to us on iTunes if you have not already. <clears throat> Give us that five-star rating if you think we deserve it. But Do it. They do. Um, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at What's Brewing ATX. While you're listening to this podcast, pause it, type in the buzzer podcast in the search bar. Ah, shucks. And follow them. Well, subscribe to them. Give them a five-star rating. And listen to some episodes if you want to get caught up on some pop culture. And here's it's a tax write-offs. And it's a tax write-off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Don't look uh, it up, but it is. And, and check them out on Instagram at The Buzzer Podcast. Until next time, folks. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you.